Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Bears have hired an offensive coordinator, and it was the guy that I liked to be a potential head coaching candidate if they were going to fire Matt Eberflus. Mentioned him on the show back in October. And then he was the guy who, uh, two weeks ago, when they fired Luke Getze, and Speaks gave me his top eight guys. I say, well, my top guy isn't on the list. Uh, and I said, my top guy, number one of available candidates would be Shane Waldron. Which is why, Tanny, what am I supposed to do with, you know that I live on my phone and live on the internet. And maybe I should just delete Twitter. Maybe that's the answer. But what am I supposed yes, to Yes, that is the answer definitively okay. for all of us out there. Okay. You're, and Facebook and yeah. maybe Instagram, depending on what you're doing on there. You're probably right. But, like, there is someone on the internet that just hates me. And they have a... Who's this one person? No, 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 no. <laughs> one? No, 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 okay. Who's this one person? I'll talk some sense into him. No, 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 no. Uh, plenty of people hate me on the internet. Plenty of people hate me in real life. But what am I supposed to do... When Greg Gabriel, he had the job of being, what, the director of pro personnel for the Bears. He obviously hates me, which is fine. We can dislike each other, and I dislike him. It's fine. But he is just spreading to a large following of people straight-up falsehoods. Totally, like, we called Softy Muller and had him on to ask him his opinion on Shane Waldron because it was different than mine. And because he watches, and he's like, typical BS negativity from a station that used to be outstanding but is now total garbage. Regardless of the sport, their narrative is constantly negative. And he retweeted a comment that said they searched far and wide to find the one person with a negative opinion of Shane Waldron. We called a guy who's done 20 years of drive time in Seattle, who's been on the station 50 times to get his opinion on the guy. And when he says a station that has a constantly negative opinion, I'm the guy who said this was the best hire they could have made, who was championing his name on the air and on the internet for weeks and months. And I showed Greg those tweets this morning so he knows what he's saying there is untrue, and he's saying it anyway. What am I supposed to do when I'm being that misrepresented by someone who is putting his name on it to a large following that Bears fans agree with, and I am showing him in black and white that what he is saying is factually incorrect, and he is looking at the facts and saying, I don't care, and I'm disregarding them, and I am still saying all this nonsense. That is just 
That is just when you put it like that. Just complete BS. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that. I like Greg. Greg sure. has been a contributor to the station before. A good guy. I know him to be a good guy. I don't like him calling my station garbage. Just, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. And I know, like, also just for you. Twitter and social media, this stuff is not real life. Because we've had Greg on the show. I know. And you guys had a great cordial conversation, a back and forth. Like, conflict is good. It's inherent to this business. Yes. So different opinions are fine. Um, I, I just, I just, I showed him tweets from October and two weeks ago supporting the idea of hiring Shane Waldron. And now he's being like, well, typical negativity on the afternoons over at the score. They hate everything. I think it was a good hire. I disagree with this, what Softy Mahler said. I I think this guy has never worked with elite quarterback talent, and he could be gifted an elite quarterback in Caleb Williams. I think he worked with Bill Belichick and with Pete Carroll, two great defensive coaches and leaders of men. He was empowered on the offensive side of the ball. He's been a play caller, and he was the passing game coordinator and the quarterback coach for Sean McVay, which is the number one offensive system in the NFL. I think he checks a lot of boxes. And by the way, he does some things when you actually like look into it and break it down that are very different than Sean McVay, which means that he has some of his own ideas and he's not like Matt Nagy who old, he like took Andy Reid's playbook, erased his name, wrote his name at the top, and then came over here. He does some different things. He calls fewer screen passes. He... Ran 13 personnel often, and McVay runs it never. He does run-run pass as a sequence of play calls, more around league average, about 30% less than Luke Getze. He's in shotgun 26th most in the NFL, meaning he's got his quarterback under center, and he's in single back a ton. He does things different than Sean McVay, which means he's got his own ideas. He puts guys in motion. Like there, There's lots of things to like about Shane Waldron. I didn't like the process that led them to getting Shane Waldron because if you have to hire Shane Waldron, who's not getting head coaching interviews, that means you cannot hire Ben Johnson or uh, Callahan in Cincinnati or Jim Harbaugh or some of the offensive minds that are good enough for head coaching interviews this cycle. So I didn't like the process that led to this. But once you retained Eberflus and you went down this path, I was like, this is probably the best you could do. And I'm still paying it as being negative. And not by some random dude on the internet, but by a guy who drafted players for the Bears for a decade. It's insane. This country, these people with their reading comprehension. Yeah. Like they just don't know anything about facts. It's completely insane. I think it's impossible on Twitter to admit you're wrong, though. So he just has to eat his take. He has I, to go with it. But Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. I just... It's just... <laughs> it's just amazing. I've got hundreds of people saying to me, oh, you're just negative about Shane Waldron. No, dummy. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, I want to repair this relationship. Okay. You know what yeah. I'm going to do? Yeah, what's that? I'm not going to reach out to Greg. I could do that. I'm not going to do that. Danny, this is your problem. You're going to have to fix it. I don't um, care enough I'm, to fix it. I'm going to... The Bears are going to be good. I'm going to make them good next year. All right. So they're good, and we can talk positive things every week, every day here on The Score once the Bears are good again. Okay. And then we'll all be happy, and there's no more fighting on, on X. Ugh. No, there will always be something to fight about. So the Bears hired Shane Waldron. I think, given the circumstances, it was a good hire. Let's listen to the people that he worked most closely with describe 
his play calls, his personality, his coaching style, etc. We'll get to some players in a second, but we will start. This was back in Waldron's first OTAs with Pete Carroll. I have not gotten in his way because he has such command of what he's doing. Uh, he knows how it fits together, and, and, and he's able to. He's been able to orchestrate the teaching process in a way that's allowed us to do a, a, quite a few things for this, you know, for this off season. And uh, I know the you can hear from the players; they're, they're impressed with him. Uh, he's he's just left them with a really good impression of his command, his uh, his verbiage, uh, the 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 style of teaching is is has has been accessed that these guys are really moved moving far so uh um they're impressed i'm impressed and and um like i like i said to jen and we, we're we're ahead of where we thought we'd be right now so um it's really a, tr- a tribute to he's done a nice job with this so that is pete carroll on shane waldron when he first hired him call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's go to the players. DK Metcalf. The most talented player in Seattle, no question. I mean, Russell Wilson was great. Tyler Lockett's great. But the most single-talented offensive player that Shane Waldron has coached in Seattle is DK Metcalf. One thing about Shane that I like is I've never seen him mad. Uh, he's always level-headed, cool-headed, and, you know, very encouraging. So, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, great on game day. Uh, and the way he communicates on the sideline is always, you know, positive, just like Russ. So, I mean, they're the, they're the perfect match for each other. Okay. So there's another endorsement for him, level-headed. It was interesting because Softy Mahler said not head coaching material because he's, like, dry and boring. Uh, milk toast. Milk toast. That goes with uh, Powder Toast Man from, from Burnsy. So they'll, they'll, they'll get along swimmingly. Uh, and that's actually a downgrade for the Bears beat because Getzy was a pretty interesting quote. Like, not the most exuberant personality, but he was a pretty interesting quote. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how much of a downgrade it is here. Let's hear Russell Wilson, please. On new Bears offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. Yeah, I think we're we're equipped to do a lot of different things, and I think, um, <clears throat> I think Shane's world and 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 also kind of where we're continually evolving what we want to be able to do and all the pieces that we have and all the guys that we have. It's really cool because I think that um, obviously we can take our shots, we can do the mid range game, we can do the quick game, we can run the ball extremely well. All right. I mean. We tomorrow we have a very interesting guest on the show. Actually, we have Jay Gruden on, who is he's been a head coach, he's been an offensive coordinator. Shane Waldron was on his staff in Washington, and Jay Gruden is just he's being very opinionated recently. He's like getting into public fights with Robert Griffin the third, and obviously has long family ties to the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. He's going to be on tomorrow at three twenty-five to talk about Shane Waldron. 
Because people were, you know, oh, you guys had Caleb Williams' high school coach on. What's next? Is babysitter? Yeah, we're going to try to vet these guys. Sometimes you can only get people on who will say positive things. But uh, Jay Gruden, if he's trying to make a way in, in media, we'll see what he has to say about him. Because I'm sure that the success or failure of the Bears offensive coordinator will likely come down to the success or failure of the quarterback. Bill Belichick, by the way. Quite a few different offensive coordinators since Tom Brady left for Tampa. Bill Belichick, losing record without Tom Brady. So, my like maybe Bobby Slove Jr. is the best in the world, and I wanted him for the Bears too. Uh, but there's a risk when you hire Bobby. Like if Bobby Slovak Jr. takes, what's a good example? If he took the Carolina job, for example, and has success, then we're like, damn, Bobby Slogue's one of the five best coaches in football. But if Bobby Slogue takes the Carolina job and is a dumpster fire and gets fired in two or three years, Bobby Slogue's a product of C.J. Stroud. So a huge piece of this, it's why like, I think that Jim Harbaugh wants the Chargers job. If he goes to the NFL, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Raiders and coach Aiden O'Connell. I think he's probably going to go coach Justin Herbert because these guys are smart enough to know that you're only as good as your quarterback can be for the most part. You can maybe overachieve. You can maybe have a good defense. You can maybe crop up and win 10 games in a given year. But for the most part, great coach, great quarterback. Like, I think that Nick Saban would still be in the NFL if he would have had Drew Brees when he was in Miami. I think he'd still be there. And Alabama would have had five different coaches in the last 20 years. So, quarterback league. We got one more. We have, what is it, Tyler Lockett on New Bears OC, Shane Waldron. Shane is really, really smart. And just being able to listen to him, um, if, if you don't know football or even if you think you know football, you'll learn a lot just by being able to listen to him, the way that he knows the game, the way that he understands defenses, the way that he puts people in certain places. He understands how to use defensive tendencies against themselves, like all those different types of things. And so I think for us as players, the more that we're able to just kind of take a back seat, listen, he'll be, he, be, he will be able to put us in the positions that need to be done. And so we just go out there and we just kind of run it, but it allows us to play a lot faster and a lot freer when you kind of have an idea and understanding of what the defense is going to do and what it looks like. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to like here. I watched a video of Colt McCoy. Who is he doing that with, Robbie? You sent me that video. Who is Colt McCoy hosting that show with? Uh, it was someone with Underdog Fantasy. Okay, thank you. Where they did like a 20-minute breakdown on Shane Waldron stuff. It was like it was really impressive. The pre-snap motion stuff. I I just I I thought it looked good. And again, I'm not as close to it as Softy Mollers. I think that all. Fan bases hate their offensive coordinator, and they all love their backup quarterback. But my perception of it was that they overachieved relative to the talent of their quarterback, and that's the sign of a good offensive coach to me. Like The Lions have a great offensive line. They play in a dome and very good running game and good skill position guys. And he salvaged Jared Goff. And Jared Goff was good with McVay, and then he wasn't good with McVay. So that is, I mean, Jared Goff is talented. He's the former number one pick in the draft, but he's not independently great. Like Jared Goff needs other things around him. He need, 
th- that's why like his passer rating uh, when he has a clean pocket versus when he has a dirty pocket is one of the biggest gaps of any starter in the NFL. His home road splits are very drastically different. Like Jared Goff is good, and he is incredibly efficient with a good surrounding cast. But Ben Johnson has made him great. So that's like to me, that's an impressive coaching job. Whereas, um, like Andy Reid, Andy Reid, Kevin Cobb, best season of his career with Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb with Andy Reid, Alex Smith with Andy Reid, Jeff Garcia with Andy Reid, Mike Vick with Andy Reid. These are all good to average to below average quarterbacks, right? Kevin Cobb's a below average quarterback. Donovan McNabb and Alex Smith are above average to good quarterbacks. They're in that range. The second you gave him an elite quarterback talent, the second it happened, 5,000 yards passing, 50 touchdowns, Super Bowl. He's a great coach. Not a good coach, a great coach. Sean Payton. Sean Payton did some wild things with Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Like You give him Drew Brees, Hall of Fame. You give him some of these other guys, salvageable. That's a great offensive coach. We'll see what Shane Waldron is. So it's Shane Waldron to me, Geno Smith, not great. Got to Shane Waldron, was good. Made a Pro Bowl, threw for 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, completed 69.8% of his passes. Pretty good. That's pretty good. So I got I got a lot of optimism here. Like Again, relative to the process and the Bears and the unbelievable thing that only two offensive coordinators have lasted more than two years in the last quarter century. That is remarkable. It was John Shoup, and who's the other one? Was it Mike Martz? Brad Biggs had the tweet, but he blocked me. It was it was, it was John, John Shoup and somebody. I think it was Mike Martz. Texters will get it. 312-644-6767. Ooh, we got some good callers on here. Christian from Spring Grove. What up, Christian? You're on the score. Hey, Danny. Hey, just a couple things real quick. Yeah. So earlier in your show, you talked about if uh, Waldron comes here and he molds Williams into something, he'll get a head coaching job. Why, why is that such a great thing? You've been talking about how Caleb Williams is a generational talent. Why, why would he get a, that make him get a coaching job? And, but if he fails with Fields, who you claim needs to be fixed, he won't get one. That's my first part. Oh, it's not, that, it's, not, part, it's, not that he, it's not that he wouldn't get one. It's just that I think that one is much harder than the other. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if, if, I, if I misspoke or misrepresented that, I, I, no, listen, if he came in and he turned Fields into a 4,300-yard passer with 700 rushing yards and 30-something combined touchdowns, he'd get head coaching opportunities too. So if I, if I misspoke or you misunderstood, no, right, no, but, yeah, hey, I, I just but, think but, one is an easier path uh, for him than the other. That's all. Ron Turner yeah, was the other one. Thank you, Texters. Go ahead. Why, why would he get a head coach? Why is it a guarantee a head coaching job with a, a, a guaranteed generational talent? Like, I don't, I don't understand your point with that. Like, what, what's so impressive about that? I just think that, generally speaking, how it works in the NFL is if you have high-level production on offense with a young quarterback, you get jobs. Brian Dable, uh, Matt Nagy. Doug Peterson, we're seeing okay. uh, Callahan right now with the Bengals under Joe Burrow. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, g- generally speaking, yeah. if you produce at a high level with a young quarterback on offense, Bobby Slowick, you know, generally speaking, you get opportunities to be a head coach. 
Okay, can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Why is it okay for Jared Goff to be surrounded by a great offensive line? As you said, yeah. great receivers and a great offensive coordinator, but you poke fun at Fields for needing that. All right, I'll, I will tell you. I will answer that question. Should I answer that question on the other side? Because there's a longer explanation to that. It's a fair question. I'm not even trying to poke fun at golf. I'm pointing it out as a reality of golf's talent. I will answer why, if you have the opportunity to swing at a quarterback who doesn't need everything to be perfect around him, that is better than trading that pick, trying to build the perfect situation where you could drop more quarterbacks into golf, Purdy, Jalen Hurts, et cetera, and be successful. Why I think one is an objectively better path to team building than the other. I'll answer that next. Parkers and Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.